Now, on your table, hopefully, there's this little card. I hope you found it there. And you're worn out with this poem by now. This is the third week with this poem. Now, let me tell you where I got this poem. Um, actually, I was sitting in the Knoxville, Tennessee airport. I, said, I love that airport. And down at the end of the, one of the, where the Delta flies out, uh, they have these rocking chairs. They're only about four or six down there. And we got to the airport early to come back from our trip in Tennessee. And so I went down and sat in a rocking chair. And John said, what are you going to do? And this is on Monday. I said, well, I've got to get this Tuesday Bible lunch that I'm going to be teaching uh, the next day. I've got to, I said, I'm going to have to work on this thing while we're here. We had about an hour and a half, two hours. I said, I'm going to have to work on a plane. I've got, I, got, I don't get back home tonight and, and not have my Bible lunch ready for Tuesday. He said, what are you going to be talking about? So I told him what I was going to be talking about. He said, I know a perfect poem for that message you're going to do. I said, what's this poem? And he said, well, have you never heard this poem? There are two natures within my breast. One is cursed, one is blessed, one I love, one I hate, the one I feed will dominate. Well, it just fascinated me to death. And, of course, I don't have here. Well, actually, I hear real good. I just say that because half of what I hear, I don't want to hear anyway. But anyway, I didn't hear complete. I said, say that again. And he said it again. We, now, we're just in the airport. And uh, I said, now, let me see if I can say that back. And I said it back. And, and about that time, a man just walks right up. I don't know who this man is. He said, I couldn't help but overhear the poem. He pointed to John. He said, you were kind of shouting at this man here. That's me. <laughs> and he said, but let me say something. He said, I, I got a hold of that poem some weeks ago, and I'm just giving it to everybody. It's one of the most positive guys I've ever met in my life. So I guess... If I wanted this to be my Tuesday Bible lesson, I could say, we need to be careful what we say. People listen. That'd be a good sermon, but that's not my sermon today. But I want to encourage you. The reason I did this, it will go in your coat pocket, your purse, or whatever. Uh, I would encourage you seriously. This, this little poem's worth memorizing how true it is. Uh, you know, I, I taught it to both grandchildren last, well, last weekend. We had them Friday and Saturday. And now, you know, the interesting thing about little children, they can learn something quickly. I mean, Charlie Joe had this thing down in one saying. And, and when she, we got them back to their family, I, I forget which parent asked them, did you have a good time? And Charlie Joe quotes this poem. I guess they thought we'd spent the weekend in a monastery. I don't know what they thought. But anyway, <laughs> I took them home religious. Now, the, the, the deal about this, seriously, you, you'll do well to memorize this little poem. And, and not just memorize it, but do what the poem says. What you feed will dominate. Now, here's how that fits into what I want to do today. Uh, and it's, the Bible teaches that, like in Philippians in chapter 4, you know, the Bible talks about whatsoever things are loved, impure, and just, and all these things. Think on these things, because, see, what you think about is what you're feeding. What I think about is what I'm feeding. And, uh, you know, some, I have a little... Thing, you know, sometimes we all will get to saying things like that. You know, they may be true, but they're, it's not good to feed on them. And um, I, I call them a mud pit. I'll say, don't wallow in that mud pit. And she said, well, I just feel like I need to say what I need to say. I said, well, say it to somebody beside me. I don't hear it. 
Because you know, whatever you put in there, you know, it's like putting stuff. And, and I'm guilty of the same thing. I may be saying something that's kind of like a mud pit. And she'll say, don't wallow in a mud pit. And, uh, but anyway, be that as it may. Now, the reason this is important, what, what we feed will dominate, is because life this side of forever can be hard. Now, I like that. I mean, that's where we are. We're living life this side of forever. We're, we're not in heaven yet. We all agree on that, do we not? We're, 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 th- this is life, this side of heaven. And it can be very hard. And, and so many things make it hard. There are temptations around us. Sickness and suffering come to each of us from time to time or to some that are dear to us. Hopes we've had, dreams have failed. You know, it's hard when those things happen. Uh, there'll be things happen in most all of our lives that we would have hoped never would have happened in our lives, if not to us, to our family, to our loved ones. Uh, life can just be hard at times, and sometimes people just are tempted. Maybe we've all been this way, just say, you know, it's, I just kind of want to give up. Well, I think you could just make the list forever, but the fact of the matter is, uh, life, this side of forever, can be hard and sometimes it is very hard, and every day, almost every day, but certainly during the week, I will pray with people that legitimately are just going through some very difficult, some hard things. I remember, like Jimmy says, I can't remember what I ate for breakfast, but, well, I do remember what I ate for breakfast, egg whites. You'll remember those when you eat them. They have no taste. It's like kissing your sister. It's just uh, not good. But I do remember years ago in seminary, it's been over 50 years ago, but I had one professor that all through the semester, just at random, and when he would say it, it never fit what we were studying, but he would just at random. He was an older professor, and he'd say, boys, always remember when you're preaching on every pew in your church will sit at least one broken heart. I've heard that guy say that so much, I've never forgotten it. And he had learned that. There are just a lot of people, and a lot of people are going through some very hard things. But here's the good news. I about put you in depression, but hang on. There's good news, and that good news is as we as Christian people have something incredibly encouraging. And that's what I call my Bible study today. Something incredibly encouraging to help us until we get to the other side. Like, life can be hard. That's a fact. We go through things. That's a fact. But we have something. And that something is very, very encouraging. And I want you to look with me in your Bible on page 727. It's in the book of Lamentations. Probably you don't read this book very much. It's, it's kind of a sad book. What are the name Lamentations? Jeremiah wrote the book after the destruction of Jerusalem in 586. And actually, what this book is, this book of Lamentations, it describes the funeral of a city. Now, we've all been to funerals, but they're of people, <laughs> Well, Jeremiah, this is his city, and he's just describing in this book where once proud Jerusalem has been reduced to rubbles by the Babylonians. In fact, if you turn back in chapter 1, it'll be a page or two maybe in your Bible, just look in the first verse in the book. 
He said, how lonely since the city that was full of people. How like a widow is she who was great among the nations. Well, she was, but she's not now. The princess among the provinces has become a slave. That is, has become one of forced labor, which is exactly what happened. So he is just, his heart was broken. His life seemingly coming apart, but he remembered something. It's what we need to remember. He remembered how God had met his needs, how God had never failed him one time in the past. He is a great example of this little poem. Whatever you feed will dominate. Now, he doesn't ignore the fact things are bad. But when you come over here in chapter number three, when you come over in chapter number three, he begins to feed on what needs to dominate. And I want you to look at it with me in chapter three in verse 22 and verse 23. He says, uh, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. And here comes this great statement in the Word of God, one of our great hymns in the church. Great is your faithfulness. Now, in those two little verses, there are two things that we have time to mention. There are really more, but I'm going to mention two. And so I want you just to remember these two. And these are the things you need to feed because what you feed will dominate. And the first thing we need to feed, no matter what we're going through, we do have some incredible encouragement. And one is, and we see in these verses, God's love for us never ceases. That's the most overwhelming thing. In other words, God will never give up on you. People do that, but God never will. He'll, God, you know, this is the thing about God. God loves you as much on your worst day as he loves you on your best day. And we all have some days that aren't our best days. But with God, it doesn't make any difference. He loves us just the same. God's love is forever. And one of the ways the devil tries to defeat us is to keep us from believing that God's love for us never ceases. You know, people do things. We all do things. But some people, they, they just think, well, you know, I did this or this or this or this. And, you know... I, you know, I'm just kind of like a leper over in the corner. I'm a third-class citizen in the eyes of God. Nobody's a third-class citizen in the eyes of God. He doesn't love everything we do, but he loves us. And, and uh, oh, what a blessed thing that is. And when life on this side uh, of forever is hard, we just keep, need to keep feeling, uh, feeling, feeling our minds with the encouragement that God's love never ceases. Another thing we see in this little portion, it is so very good, is that God's mercies for us are new every day. In fact, look at it back again. The Lord's mercies, through the Lord's mercies, we're not consumed because of his compassions. They fail not. They are new every morning. You know, God's mercy is not generic. No, it's not. It's name brand. Uh, it is form-fitted for what you need each day. We're all different. God knows that. And God knows what you need. God knows what I need. God knows what we're going through. And here's the deal. God's mercy, he's always going to give us what we need, when we need it, however much of it we need. Uh, his source never runs out. And we just need to keep believing this. And the devil would have us not believe this. We 
we, we go through things in life and things are hard. And you know, when you're going through something really hard, Dottie was sharing with me this morning about a person that she's kind of trying to encourage and help going through a very difficult time physically. And, and, and the person said to her, very interesting, she said, I just don't want to die. I'm not afraid to die. I know where I'm going when I die, but I just don't want to die. I have family. I have grandchildren. And, you know, I was listening. On, on, I'm just overhearing that conversation as Dottie was talking to her and Dottie was praying with her. And, and, and I know that situation well and pray the lady is going to do well. But be that as it may, it's hard right now, but she has some things going for her that she needs to be reminded. And uh, Jeremiah here in Lamentations does a great, great job. The Lord's mercies, they're not going to be consumed. And his compassions, they're not going to fail. And his faithfulness is going to be great every morning. And the devil would just have us not believe that. He would just have us not believe that. I would say probably that all of us in this room have something that we're dealing with in life that maybe we wish we weren't having to deal with in life. Um, we've come to church Sunday night. Dad asked me, she asked profound questions. You know, I really always wanted to ask me about a Greek word or Hebrew word, but she never does ask me about any of that. She said, let me ask you a question. She said, uh, did you ever, did you ever think that we wouldn't get old? I said, uh, well, I never thought of it that way. I said, I just never pictured myself getting old. I knew other folks got old. I watched it. But, you know, when you, like when you're in their 20s and 30s, you don't really picture yourself being way up the ladder, do you? You know, and she got, I don't know where she went with that conversation. I don't think she went anywhere with it. It's one of the good things about Dottie. She just goes everywhere with these conversations. You never know where you're going to land out there. But as we go along in life, uh, I'd come to church early Sunday to a meeting, and I was by myself in the car. Dottie came along later. And I don't know. I wish I'd got on the front of this program. They had some lady on there. She knew what she was talking about. She was some kind of doctor of dentistry. She, had, she knew all this stuff, but the, but the subject was about, as you grow older, do your teeth get bad? I turned my volume up on that one. I thought, boy, I've, I've been through more teeth stuff in the last couple of years. And the, the lady was just telling all these things that happened. And, and one of the questions was, well, what is considered a senior adult? I didn't even know that was discussable. I thought, the lady said, well, it depends on what state you live. Some states at 65, and some at 60. One state was like 55. I guess that means in that state, you go to McDonald's, get a senior coffee. And uh, in fact, our mayor turned 50. Was he 55 yesterday, John? Was the mayor 55? I told Mayor Wagner yesterday, I said, now you now qualify for senior coffee in McDonald's. That's how I greeted him at his birthday party. It kind of perplexed him. And I said, now my experience is, They've never asked me one time for my ID. I always say, I'd like senior coffee. And I re They've never asked me. I guess I look 55 or 65, whatever the age is. But be that as it may, the, the things, things do happen. Not just our teeth grow old and they have issues. We, there are all kinds of issues out there. But let me tell you something, folks. We're going to a better place. And in the meantime, 
We have things that give us encouragement. We have a God who loves us even when we mess up. God loves us when we are a mess. God loves us when we fall short. Uh, and he doesn't want us to do all those things. But his love never ceases. His mercy is always there. And whatever we face, we need to remember. And that's what I love about this little poem. Two natures beat within my breast. One is cursed. One is blessed. I think we'd all agree on that. One I love, the other I hate. What I feed will dominate. And Father, my prayer, because God, this can just change our whole perspective of life. Whatever we feed our mind, after a while, is going to just dominate us. Now, Lord, we can't go around like a, living in non-reality. Things that come that are hard, they are hard. But as Christian people, God, we, we have something incredible that you tell us about in the Bible to help us through no matter what we go. We have your love, we have your mercies, and they are new and fresh for each day. God, I pray today, I, I don't know specifically, but perhaps some in our room today are just going through something very hard. And maybe, maybe, God, they just think maybe nobody cares about them or their situation. God, remind them and remind us, our Heavenly Father, He knows the hairs of our head. He has them numbered. You know everything about us, God. And I just thank you that you love us. And sometimes, God, we may feel like, well, people don't really care about me, and that's probably not true. But the fact of the matter is, you do care about us, and that is true. And you do more than care about us, you love us. And God, I just find that very helpful to me to know that I have a God who knows me, my weaknesses, my mess-ups, all that. But you know me, just like you know each one of these, and you love us beyond anything we will ever comprehend in this life. May that love, God, somehow today resonate in a deeper way. And God, we do have two natures, and one is cursed and one is blessed. <laughs> and, and God, when we think about one we love and the other we hate, but God, the key is what we feed will dominate. Help us feed what is right and good is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.